Hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we're transmitting live from our station. We're excited to be here with you today. Our topic for the day will be that of Bible prophecies from the crypt. So stay tuned to today's program and get your Bibles ready and follow along with us as we're going to jump into Luke chapter 16, beginning in verse 19. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for giving us your word that's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Uh, Lord, uh, as we get close to the Halloween season, Lord, uh, we look into the deeper and darker areas of the Bible, areas that remind us, Lord, that uh, there are some scary stuff. And so we do pray, Lord, that uh, you will give us the joy that's needed to get through this. And we thank you and praise your name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, our topic. Bible prophecies from the crypt. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program. Great to be on, brother. Hey, great topic, by the way. It reminds me of that old show, Tales from the Crypt. Do you remember that, Nathan? I mean, I don't. we don't want to give away, uh, away our age, but right, you remember those, huh? Yeah, there was some kind of puppet, right? It looked like a dead guy, and he'd pop out of a coffin, and oh. you'd tell a, a horror story, kind of like a Twilight Zone story, and... It was supposed to be scary, uh, but usually it was uh, kind of silly. But yeah, I remember the show. I didn't watch it a lot, but that was what. Right. Uh, is it the eighties, the nineties? Uh, many, many years ago, Nathan. Yeah, we were, we were we were younger back then, with hair on our heads. You know. Ah, uh, I still have hair on my head, but I was younger. Yes. There we go. But yeah, Nathan, but, and as we look back, of course, uh, we're, we are going to talk about this because, I mean, it just seems to me that people today are enamored with a horror and, uh, and, and scary things and zombies and death. And you and I believe that, you know what, this is uh, a sign of the times. Absolutely. Uh, well, I, at the time of the recording this, we're getting close to Halloween and People are interested in scary things, and there is a lot of scary stuff in the Bible. But bear in mind, and again, going into this, knowing that it's always a little scary, a little difficult uh, in the morning. It's dark, darkest before the sun rises. So I know you're going to talk on topics that are dark before the sun rises. So if we have Jesus Christ in our lives, we know that no matter how difficult it gets, the Lord is with us, will take care of us, and will deliver us from the wrath to come uh, if you're saved, if you're not saved, then the horror story continues, and I'm sure we'll touch on that too. Yeah, and Nathan, that's a very good point. You and I, most of our programs are very positive, very uplifting as we talk about. We always approach Bible prophecy from uh, the good news, but there are times when we do need to touch on other realities to warn people so that they are aware of what's really going on. Uh, and from time to time, we do uh, want to share with them the truth of what the Bible has to say. In other words, uh, Hollywood today and television paints a picture that oftentimes is not realistic. It's more like fantasies. It's more like, uh, again, trick or treats. But the Bible paints a picture that it's not trick or treats. It's actually, uh, we have to ask ourselves, is it trick or truth? And oftentimes the Bible is truth, right, Nathan, not tricks. Absolutely. Everything about the Bible is truth. It's the word of God. God wants us to know uh, what's happening. He's got a plan for all of creation, uh, God's plan for the ages. And we're in a stage of that plan, the church age stage, but there's more to come. There's the seven-year tribulation where God's wrath will come to the earth as in the flood. There's the millennial kingdom where Jesus sets up his kingdom here on the earth. 
a time of peace, righteousness, and justice, and then we move on into the eternal state. So yes, there's definitely a plan for the ages, and when you know that plan, when you have that 30,000-foot view, then that helps us focus our lives onto putting emphasis on what's important. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, of course, and before we jump into our topic, I just wanted to, um, again, maybe someone is not familiar with the ministry you're involved in and some of the things that the Lord has you involved in. Can, can you share briefly uh, uh, about the ministry in case someone out there maybe wants to grab hold of other resources? Well, certainly. Again, my name is Nathan Jones. I'm the Internet Evangelist here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. We are a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. We do that in quite a variety of different ways, but primarily through our television show, Christ in Prophecy. We've been on the air since 2002. Uh, we're reaching, wow, uh, 18 seasons soon, and uh, the Lord's blessed it. It's all over, so check us out on our website at christinprophecy.org. You can watch many of the episodes there. Plus, we have a ton of resources, articles and uh, blogs, and we have short-form videos like the Inbox series. You can sign up for our newsletter. We want you to get excited about Jesus' return, and we have a plenty of material on ChristinProphecy.org that you can explore to help you get excited about the Lord's return. Oh, fantastic. And Nathan, can you talk to people about the, uh, uh, you and I have been involved in a small little book project there. How's that going? <laughs> a small little book. It's only taken us two years, but yes. Uh, we have a new book that Vic and I have been working on called The Mighty Angels of Revelation. It, it uh, explores the 72 angels or groups of angels found in the book of Revelation. So you learn about angelology and you learn about the book of Revelation. It should be ready in November of 2019. It's at the printer right now. And uh, when it's ready, folks can order it from our website at ChristinProphecy.org or on Amazon. But that's one of the resources that we believe um, you should have uh, on your library. So... Uh, Nathan, yes. notice that we had a little glitch there, but we're back. I was, uh, of course, just encouraging our uh, our listeners to uh, take advantage of that wonderful resource, uh, the book. And uh, I, I was saying that you and I will be very excited for those that pre-order the books and let us know that they already have it, right? Yeah, and if you like the book, please uh, make sure you comment on Amazon and, and underneath the uh, comments and let folks know. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And again, of course, our topic is that of Bible prophecy uh, from the script. Uh, again, Nathan and I, we're going to jump into the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, beginning on verse 19 to verse 24. Again, the Bible is clear uh, on the reality of uh, fear and uh, uh, the reality of a place that not many people like to talk about, but it's actually a, a literal place uh, called hell. And like I said, we don't like to bring that topic up much, but we want people to understand that that that's where all this um, torment and fear comes from. And it's not a made up story as Hollywood will want you to think of television. So, again, we are in a spiritual battle. Uh, and when someone doesn't trust in Christ, they go to a, a literal place separated from God. So would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and, and um uh, read for us there uh, Luke chapter 16, verses 19 to 24, in case someone doesn't have a Bible. Yeah, sure. Let's go there. This is a story that Jesus told of the rich man and Lazarus. And it goes, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. 
The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And then he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Ooh, Nathan, and again, as we're talking about prophecies from the crypt, we notice that this is no tale. In other words, this we're talking about literal, uh, literal places here, right, Nathan? Right. What, what Jesus is explaining is, is, is what happens when somebody dies not in faith. It's not necessarily a matter that the, the rich man was rich, and that's why he, he was being internal punished, but he had no faith in Jesus Christ as the Savior, so his money couldn't save him. And when he died... He went to a place called Torments, which is located in an area called Hades. I, we don't know where it is. The Bible refers to it as down, possibly down in the center of the earth or somewhere that is incredibly hot. It's incredibly torment. And there, those who die without faith in Christ, not having their sins forgiven, they wait. It's a prison. It's a holding place until the end of the millennial kingdom when Jesus will resurrect them and judge them for their works. But no matter how many good works they did, if they don't have the saving work of Jesus Christ on the cross in their lives, then their sins aren't forgiven. God's wrath still remains on them. And then they will be sent to a place that's really hot. And that's the lake of fire or hell. You know, Nathan, and again, this is very scary. And the reason why I say that is because, again, this, this, we're talking about a reality. Uh, and here, uh, Jesus, uh, I mean, I have my Bible has the, 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 the words of Jesus in red. And we, we, in other words, this is Jesus actually uh, sharing. This is not a, a fairy tale, if you will. This is events that actually the Bible talk about. And these are literal places. And I, I don't know, Nathan, I don't know about you. I, I don't know if you ever had a nightmare that you woke up sweating and thanking the Lord that it was only a dream, right? Yes. Yeah. I think we've all had that. Yeah, and Nathan, when I think about this, I mean, there's going to be individuals that, that do not do not know the Lord, and they're going to actually be living a nightmare for the rest of their lives. And that, to me, is a scary thing. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Christians might suffer on this earth for a limited amount of time, but we have eternal life, uh, all the love and joy and prosperity that life forever with our Heavenly Father provides and for those the, that reject Jesus, they might have a little heaven on earth, a little time of money and, and, and goods, but an eternity of separation from God, the source of life, a place of fire and torment. Uh, the Bible describes it as a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, of, of like Jesus said here, of endless thirst, uh, because you're disconnected from the, the water of life, which is Jesus Christ. Uh, a place of, of loneliness, the Bible calls it, and separation, uh, not a place where you party down with your buds or anything like that. It is right. a, a horrible, horrible place. Uh, it's amazing how few people in this day and age believe that there's a legitimate and real hell, and yet the Bible is crystal clear in Jesus' own words that there is an afterlife for what happens when we die, and if you've rejected Jesus' salvation, there you will go, first to Hades and torments, and then eventually forever in the lake of fire. 
Mm, excellent point. And again, you're turning to our two you free Bible prophecy TV radio edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about Bible prophecies from uh, the crypt. And Nathan, you're making a, a very good point. You know, Nathan, one of the things that I find that is sad, I think that the Hollywood and television uh, is painting, uh, you know, is get, not painting a, a, a certain picture, but they're, uh, they're allowing people's minds to be an anesthetized, if I can use that word, from watching all these things and thinking that there's nothing wrong with it. All the horror movies, all these kind of things. And after a while, people don't seem to take um, certain things serious because no. they, oh, it's just Hollywood. But the reality is that, you know what, a lot of a lot of the celebration, a lot of the things that we're seeing, especially in Halloween, of course, some people, they celebrate Halloween to, you know, kids, candies and stuff like that. But you and I know that there's a real spiritual battle going on that day for the souls of people. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Uh, we've talked about this in previous episodes over the years, how Halloween started out as All Hallows Eve. It was a religious holiday. And eventually it got taken over as a pagan holiday, a, a time to worship that which is evil, or at least celebrate what that's evil. Uh, I, I know as Christians, you and I don't celebrate evil. We enjoy the the uh, apple cider and uh, the fall leaves. Uh, well, maybe not you guys down in Florida, but for the rest of the country, fall leaves. And, and there's a, just a nice time of the season. But uh, yeah, it's, it's been taken over, and it's a time where a lot of people who were into Satanism and the occult believe it's their main day of the year. And that's a sad, sad thing, because these are the very people that will eventually go into Hades and then the Lake of Fire forever. And it's a, it's a horror. It's a, you know, we talk about tales from the crypt. We're talking about what happens when you die, and when you die is, is eternal torment? Is that what how you want to live? Uh, you know, you might live it up now, enjoy the sins of life now, but those sins create the wages of death, eternal death. And they're not worth paying, man. They are not worth paying. Exactly. And that's why, you know, Nathan, again, we tell people, hey, it's, it's nice to celebrate certain things, but we also need to be educated in what's really going on behind this. It seems like the world is getting darker and darker and people seem to just accept it. Uh, and they don't seem to kind of see anything wrong with with a lot of what's going on with death and blood and gore, the, the movies that are coming out, Freddy Krueger. I, I mean, just things that even when I was a kid, Nathan, they used to scare me to death. But after a while, you sort of just, it just gets more intense and you sort of like, oh, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. A lot of these movies that dabble with Satanism or all out about Satanism, like Rosemary's Child and, and uh, Poltergeist and some of the others, um, experience quite an amount of spiritual oppression on the set. You hear about deaths and, and accidents and suicides, and it's a, it's a real thing. You know, we want to turn Satanism into entertainment, but it's not. I, I know that right now the It movies are popular. Uh, the second one, as of this recording, came out, and teenagers are fascinated by a killer clown. And <laughs> I, I know. What does the Bible say about what we put in our heads? You know, it's so important that we put everything that's good and righteous and pure in our heads. Uh, I know the world's going to chase after evil, but if you're a Christian, we shouldn't want to fill our heads with evil. Yeah, you know, Nathan, I, I remember also, uh, I used to always like the animated movies like Batman and all that, and I saw some clips of the uh, Batman Dark Knight, and I was looking at a picture of the Joker, and I mean, that was so freaky, and it's amazing to me how people just go to watch these movies and all these hideous things, and they just kind of walk out, oh, it's just entertainment, 
And I believe, again, that's a ploy of Satan. So people think, oh, this is just entertainment. Hell is not for real. This this torment kind of stuff, that's not for real. Uh, and that's why we hear people making comments. Oh, if I go to hell, I'll, I'll party in hell. And it's almost like they think it's a joke. But you and I know that this is a serious business we're talking about. It's eternity. It's the very words of Jesus Christ, the one who created the universe, who knows what the afterlife is because he created it. He he experienced it. He died on the cross and for three days ascended to Hades and, and brought the captives from the paradise side, the Old Testament saints, those who died in faith and lived in paradise. His sacrifice finally covered, uh, his blood covered their sins so that they could go up to heaven and be with God forever. Now, when a Christian dies, they go right up to heaven. We don't go to paradise and wait in Hades because Jesus Christ died for our sins. We have that sacrifice. And these are very real, real places. And I know as humans, we can get so caught up in the daily grind. We don't see past this day or the next or even a week. But the, it's our eternal destination. No matter what, the Bible promises that one day we will stand before God in judgment. We will have to make an account for our life. Now, if you're a Christian and you're saved, then you're saved. Your sins are forgiven. Your life is eternal with God. There's no fear of eternal death. But boy, if you stand before God without Jesus Christ then you face eternal death in hell and a place of torments, of suffering, of loneliness, of darkness. Funny, with all those flames, the Bible describes it as outer darkness. This is a serious, serious topic, and we might turn movies to entertain us about the subject, but it's a very real subject, and many, many people are going there. Mm. Nathan, you know, one of the greatest uh, uh, pictures of this, of some of the torment that we're going to, that we're referring to, is actually found in the time of the tribulation. Uh, if you can take us, Nathan, to Revelation chapter 14 uh, and read for us verses 9 through 11, uh, we see a series of judgment that are going to come upon the, this world. And there's going to be suffering, uh, death and fear like no other time in the world, right? Right, right. These are... We're now reading about the tribulation time period. It hasn't come yet. It's a seven-year time period where God will pour out his wrath on the world. He's going to send three angels out during that time period to have messages of God. And this is one of the three angels we read in verse 9. Then the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or in his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the beast and his image and whoever receives the mark of his name. Mm. Nathan, I mean, just just reading those those words right there. I mean, this is a reality of the suffering, the torment uh, that we're talking about. What awaits those that turn their backs uh, on God? And again, uh, you and I know that, man, when it comes to the subject matter of hell, Jesus has more to say than anyone else. But it is a place that is it was meant for Satan and his angels. It wasn't a a a, a place. Uh, for men, and sometimes people, say, I heard someone say, if if you go to hell, then you're trespassing, because God's plan for you is, uh, according to John 3.16, that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But Nathan, like you said, if people turn their backs on God, really, that's what awaits them. 
Yes, you're absolutely right. Hell was never created for humanity. Hell was created for the for the demons, the ones who rebelled against God. That was their punishment as spirit beings, that they would suffer forever in hell. But when mankind sinned, the wrath of God fell upon us too, and therefore the destiny of the fallen angels, the demons, fell on us as well. And we're all born in sin. The sin nature is inherent in us, and that's why we need a new nature, the nature that Jesus Christ gives us, when we accept him by faith and repentance, that he's the son of God and our savior. After that, the wrath of God no longer falls on us. Uh, it was all on Jesus on the cross. And so we can stand before the guy, God justified and holy and redeemed forever with him eternally in heaven, which is the complete opposite of hell, where there's death and destruction and fire and torment and loneliness. Heaven is a place of joy and peace and prosperity and love and no sickness and no death. Mm, ex absolutely, and Nathan, what a, what a great encouragement that is. You know, again, Nathan, as we refer to Hollywood and a lot of what people are enamored with these days, uh, I remember these movies, uh, zombie movies, Night of the Living Dead, and like I mentioned before, uh, uh, just recently, people seem to have like this uh, hype with uh, with zombies, and, 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 and but you know, the Bible actually talks about that there will be times, especially in the time of the tribulation, where, where people are going to desire to die and death is going to elude them. Uh, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but Nathan, can you take us there to Revelation chapter 9 as we consider this, uh, this amazing events that the Bible says are going to unfold uh, and, and also the demonic warfare that we're going to uh, notice take place uh, in the time of the tribulation. Uh, and, and Revelation chapter 9, beginning on verse 1, talks to us a little bit about how all this is going to happen. Well, some of the judgments during the tribulation will be God releasing some of the worst demons that have ever uh, ever existed. They, they will torment the land, and it begins, And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star falling from him to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke arose out of the pit like a smoke of a great furnace. And it goes on to say, and out of the smoke, locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And it says what they're commanded to do. Then it describes them. I mean, this is monstrous stuff. Heads were crowns on something like gold. Their faces were like the faces of men. They had hair like women's hair. Their teeth were like lions. They had breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the sound of the chariots with many horses running to paddle. It talks about their... They're stings like scorpions, and they have this monstrous general named Abaddon in Hebrew, or the Greek Apollyon, who brings them out, and they inflict mankind for five months. They, they sting mankind, causing great torment, but mankind cannot die. And that's one of the punishment that the Lord will give to those who take the mark of the beast during the tribulation time period. Mm, amazing. I mean, Nathan, that right there to me is a horror movie. I mean, when I think about... It's the real monsters. They're... You know, we can we can make up ones like Dracula and Frankenstein and no the Bible talks about God releasing actual monstrous demons out of this earth to torment mankind during that time period and he torments mankind because sometimes you have to make things really bad before you call out to God for help and that's exactly okay. what we're doing during the tribulation excellent point again for those of you that are tuned into the program what we're talking about it is a heavy topic but it's a reality so again we need to educate ourselves. We need to recognize that there's a real spiritual battle. Uh, the world right now is preparing for what's coming. Uh, we see that's why 
uh, Hollywood and all these movies are ramping up uh, sort of to uh, uh, for, to uh, cloud the minds of people to what's really happening. But we're here to open up your eyes and your understanding to what the Bible has to say so that you do not get caught out there in the dark, if you will. And that's what we want to encourage you. Come to the light. Come to a relationship with Jesus. We don't want you to be fearful, but we want you to be faithful. And that is starting to follow the Lord, uh, the path uh, uh, to the light. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ, listen, we want to give an opportunity right now uh, to receive the Lord and for you to be able to have eternal life uh, through Jesus Christ, because we believe the time really is running out. Uh, Nathan, again, you've made some, such many uh, incredible points here, encouraging people. But Nathan, I fear that maybe there's still someone out there that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. Maybe they'll be catching this program now or at a later time as it's pre-recorded. And we just want to make sure that everyone uh, within the sound of our voice has a relationship with Jesus. Might you be able to speak to that person out there, Nathan, how they can start their relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, absolutely, because if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're living in a terrifying predicament that when your life ends, and it will end, you will be going to Hades, a place of torments, waiting for your eventual resurrection and judgment before God. And without having Jesus' salvation to rescue you from your sins and the judgment of your sins, then you will face the lake of fire forever. That is your future. That is your destiny, and that's more horrible than anything that you could watch in a movie. So I... That doesn't have to be your future, though. Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. And when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, your sins are forgiven. That wrath of God is no longer on you. That death sentence no longer remains on you. You have inherited eternal life in heaven with God. And all you have to do is accept that in faith. Pray from your heart something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus Promises to do just that. Your sins are forgiven, the guilt is gone, and you can walk a new life with assurance knowing that you will live in heaven forever with God. Mm, praise the Lord. That is great news. Thank you, Nathan, for sharing that. Hey, listen, for those of you that maybe pray that prayer in your hearts, we'd love for you to give us a call, 305-992-9537, or 321 end time, 321-363-8463. We would love to celebrate with you and send you a Bible. If you contact us and let us know that you accepted Christ, uh, we'll be more than glad to do that and rejoice uh, with you. Again, that is great, great news. So Nathan, again, we're very excited because God has granted to some eternal life, and that is the good news that we're wanting people to lead this program with, not with fear, uh, but filled with faith. Right, Nate? Absolutely. Very well said. And, you know, Nathan, again, I know there's a lot more that we want to cover about this topic, but hopefully we'll take that on our next series or our next program. Again, we just want to encourage those of you that are tuned into the program uh, to continue to keep these different celebrations in prayer. And, of course, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But, again, the lines will be open, uh, 305-992-9537, if you have any other questions or comments or if you're in need of prayer. So, Nathan Jones, again, thank you so much for being part of the program. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Pleasure is mine, brother. Thanks so much. Thank you, Nathan. And, of course, again, uh, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But, again, we hope that you can be part of the programs in the future. And we would love to have you. But for right now, Vic Batista, Nathan Jones, saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great week.